Hello and welcome to another episode of Backing Paper. It's not baking paper, it's certainly not backside paper, it's backing paper. And joining me this week all the way from somewhere over in America, which we can never quite nail down, because he's a bit like the littlest hobo, he travels around, he doesn't, he stays in one place we just never bothered to learn. It's Eric! Eric, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, Eric, you very kindly jumped in kind of the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> with, yeah, with, um, to bail me says out. Something ab- it, it does. Yeah, yeah, I did, and yeah. uh, it says something about my my weekend. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. I'm glad you have the same <laughs> level of social life that I do, which is oh. spectacularly low. Yeah, but that's all good because it means I've got somebody here to help me get through the pile of emails that we did not get through last week. Uh, no cheap shot stuff this week um, because we are through all the ones from that. So until we come to the judging, uh, we will not be talking about those anymore, but I will let you know when the judging is going to happen later on. Anyway, first email this week is from Neil Piper, a friend of the show and host of the Soot and Whitewash podcast. Uh, Neil writes in, Hi guys, this email is mainly pointed in the direction of aid. Oh, well, that's good. Great. He's well, here in know, spirit. Well, he's always with us. He's, he's listening, yeah. He's, he's, he doesn't like to join I'm in, but he's sh- listening. I'm uh, sure he's listening. Yeah. So it continues. Aid, like yourself, I have a keen interest in cars and used to take quite a few photographs of them. On my website, www.neilpiper.com, there are still a few projects based around cars and car culture in my area of the UK. Of all origins and ages is a social documentary type look at people so social documentary type look at people and vehicles who spend their downtime attending car shows and making meeting like-minded people. New Beginnings is an ongoing series of portraits of restorers and their current projects, and A Place for Everything is another ongoing project that looks at the spaces these restorers carry out their restorations, the tools they use, and the general spaces that they take over. This is by no means me saying that this work is anything incredible or groundbreaking. I just thought, having heard you talking today on episode 124, that they may interest you. This last part is for Graham. Oh, it's a bit for me. That's nice. Hey. Um, after listening to what you were talking about shooting landmarks with the distractions in the scenes, I thought you may be interested, if you haven't already seen it, in the project Vault Fass by Oliver Curtis. In this series of images, Curtis creates some really amazing images by visiting famous international landmarks, turning 180 degrees, Vault Fass, and shooting an image. And yes, I know it's probably, read, definitely digital, but let inspiration come from wherever it will. Rach, I'm sorry, your project sounds really cool, but I have nothing to add to that uh, that may be of interest. Maybe that's because you and your ideas are so original. We'll go with that. It sounds yeah. cool. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Neil Piper. Thank you very much, Neil. Um, the Neil's car work, well worth a look for anybody who has a similar interest uh Neil's gone around loads of local shows. I see a lot of um, Volkswagen uh, shows oh, nice. he's going to. Um, and yeah, just I love seeing projects based around people doing a thing that they're passionate about that is a glimpse into a world that I never see into. Um, so that's worth a look. And also this thing about um, the Volt Fast. I've not heard of uh, the work of Oliver Curtis, but then I've never heard of anybody's work, so that's not surprising. But I have certainly heard of this idea of when you're a famous landmark, just turn around. And I actually do that quite frequently because the landmarks have always been shot to death. Um, yeah. And the people who are there are, are really interesting. And, and yeah, there's some 
uh, great work with that. You got any thoughts on these things, uh, Eric? Ah, well, the Volkswagen thing sounds pretty cool. I actually used to have a bus, and oh. I am one of those guys who regrets that he used to have a bus. Apparently, <laughs> so that's depressing. Um, the Voltfaust, I, I, uh, I'm never around people, so that would be kind of fun to do. Yeah, I mean, it I would be kind if, of fun to do. If yeah. the kind of landmark landmarks that you're photographing, if you turned around and fired the shutter, yeah. it would just be a lot of empty space, wouldn't it? I think cows. There's <laughs> cows. Yeah. Well, I mean, cows are people. Cows are people. Food. Cows too. are people too. Cows are people too. Yeah. <laughs> well, mustn't be cowist. Um, well, thank you very much for that email, Neil. And uh, we did. We have made sure it's forwarded on to Aid, although uh, he does tend to listen to these because they're short. Um, so that's good. Do you want to read this next quick one from Ian Fleming, Eric? Ian Fleming. Okay. Name sounds familiar. I really enjoyed this analysis of the creative narrative. I find scanning and processing my own black and white and color means I really find this a crucial part of the creative process. I've actually started to enjoy the scanning and color grading and black and white tweaking the images to achieve my original vision uh, for the shot. Uh, and I don't use Photoshop much. The Photos app on a Mac is surprisingly good for basic stuff in combination with Epson Scan. I then always print anything I really like. Keep up the good work, folks. So what's your process, Eric? Um, you're obviously out shooting a ton of stuff uh, in, in blocks anyway. Uh, what yeah. do you do with yours when you get it home? I develop very, very slowly. I still have stuff from July. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, and I scan even more slowly because uh, you can't scan before you develop, so it is slower. Um, and yeah, I don't do a lot of touch-up. I guess sometimes here and there I'll do a little bit. I'm not against it. It's if you want to take your film and completely uh, run it through Photoshop, go for it. You know, it really doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I don't know. that's about it. It's. Um- yeah. I, 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 a lot of people I hear really don't like scanning, and it's it's not a bag of fun. But I don't mind it. I don't. I quite happily sit and scan if I've got the time to do it. Um, and I completely get what Ian's saying about um, the processing to make the picture what you want it to be. Because I, I will. I will tweak things as much as I need to to get them to where I want them to be. As well, we talked about this in the past. Um, about whether or not we should be editing our images. And I mean, the bottom line is, as long as the end product that you're sharing is what you want it to be, then do what you like. If what you want it to be is completely untouched and out of the scanner and you know as raw as raw can be then that's 100% perfect but equally if you want to go in and adjust the you know the colors or adjust the levels or whatever you feel needs doing to get it to what you want it to be then that's also fine too. Um you know, just make your art your own. You shoot a lot of um, really low speed film, don't you, Eric? I do, yes. Can I ask, you think you, you leave things quite a while before you get around to developing them sometimes. Have you ever had a problem with um, the images uh, disappearing on low speed film? Because I've heard that no. that can be a problem. I've never heard that. No, I've never had a problem with it. Okay, that's good. Cool. Um, I. I can. I, I know I've had some issues with slide film since that the photosensitivity of slide film is is very present. It doesn't last very long at all uh, compared to like black and white film. Yeah. Um, once things are exposed, things really really speed up as far as degradation goes. 
might not be the right word. Um, but no, I've never had a problem with that as far as I know. I mean, honestly, if you're shooting like three ISO stuff, it's going to look bad. I mean, not always, but it's not going to look like, you know, some amazing film. It's going to look old, especially since you're probably shooting on old film. I mean, yeah. there's not really any film that's three ISO. So it's, I don't know, how can you tell? No, the, the only reason I ask is when we were at Ilford earlier in the year, um, and incidentally, any listeners who haven't checked out those Ilford podcasts, please do, um, because yeah. they were, oh, that was such an interesting time. This, I know there's three whole episodes dedicated to them, uh, but they are they were fascinating people there. Anyway, I don't think it was on the podcast, but we were just chatting to some of the guys there, and um, talking about Ilford Pan F50, and it just kind of came and said, oh, you know, that's a film you don't want to shoot and then leave lying around for years because the latent image will just gradually fade if you don't develop it. And that was not a thing I'd ever thought of before, but I know it's a thing that can happen. I mean, I've heard people talk about with photographic paper, if you accidentally expose a bit and if you leave it in the dark for long enough afterwards, it'll kind of go back. But uh, anyway. Oh. oh, no, no, I've never heard that. Is it just an Ilford thing or is it any lower speed? I, I don't know. I honestly don't okay. know. Um, and it clearly, it, the fact that you've not bumped up against it with the stuff you're shooting, I, I very much doubt it's a thing to worry about. But if anybody listening has ever had an experience of this, um, it's probably more of a worry for me just because I'm so bad at putting filming cameras and then leaving them for a long time. And I do have a camera at the moment with Ilford Pan F50 in which has had that roll of filming with maybe one or two shots on for a year and a half. Uh, never yeah. mind. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've left rolls in like in cameras that half of it's exposed half of it's not and then showed up within maybe like a year apart i haven't i didn't notice any difference between the old shots and the newer shots but that's you know a a data set of one so yeah you can't really go on that well it's better than a data set of data sets not data it's data eric good grief Eh. we'll we'll educate you at some point uh, of zero the next email is from Fraser Yule. Uh, Fraser writes in, Good morning, Beamers. Thanks for another great podcast. Really enjoyed listening to Backside Paper yesterday. Nope, not having it. <laughs> not, not good enough. I did enjoy your sudden Warren Fraser interjection within about a minute. Ah, I wouldn't worry. I like to think that you're all helping to broaden Iona's education. She's certainly asking about more uh, unusual things. Penis gourds springs to mind for some reason. I mean, because it just always <laughs> springs to mind. Who's not always thinking about penis gourds? Hashtag and, penis. <laughs> yeah, hashtag penis gourd. And why does a photo represent sex? Let's just say she's learning things that the Scottish curriculum has not yet been enlightened enough to teach. Besides, I'm away a lot, so it's her mother that has to answer the questions. Can't fault an inquisitive mind. Hey, Iona was watching Monty Python at six years old and apparently singing the Every Sperm is Sacred song from the Meaning of Life in the school playground. So it's all good, really, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also enjoyed last week's Sunny 16. It was good to have a show where you all just chatted about things. It even resulted in a new project, which was one of my main reasons for emailing. After a 13-hour marathon session running between jumps and taking photos of over 250 horses at our local pony club show jumping event with a DSLR, I thought back to the podcast and realised I need a film camera project to refocus myself. Aid did mention that he may be looking for a collaborative project and I'd be more than happy to throw my name into the hat for this. I often 
always, suffer from a lack of creativity and had thought a way to help would be working as part of a team which would help push and encourage each other on. I was thinking about something to do with spotlighting British industry, both historical and contrasting modern industry. Well, there we are. If Aid or any other listeners would like to form a collaboration, I'm up for it. Just let me know. You've got my email address or message me through Instagram, which is Fraser, uh, F-R-S-E-R underscore Y-U-L-E or Twitter, which is at Fraser Yule Photo. Uh, keep up the great work. Uh, thank you very much, Fraser. Sorry for corrupting your daughter at a young age, although it sounds as though you were ahead of us on that one. Um yeah, the collaboration with Aid sounds fantastic. We will make sure Aid sees that. Um, and any other listeners who like the sound of that, of, um, what was he saying, British industry, uh, historical and modern industry together, if that sounds interesting to you listeners, then get in touch with Fraser on either Twitter or Instagram, or you can get in touch with him via us, drop us a line and we'll pass your email on to Fraser. Um, yeah, collaborative projects. Have you ever done a collaborative project, Derek? Mm, no. I haven't. I have not done anything. Uh, I haven't done anything with people at all. I don't even talk to them. <laughs> no, I, I haven't. Uh, I haven't actually. I don't know what that would be like. What would? What would that even be? I mean, it could be anything. That's the whole point of a collaborative project. I mean, they they, yeah. uh, they will bring you out of yourself, and um, I don't know. It, it expand your horizon, push you out of your comfort zone. I suppose is the great thing that so a collaborative it, project can do. So it's like having a life coach. Uh, I don't know. I've never had a life coach. Oh, I haven't either. <laughs> well, we're very useful with this. <laughs> I don't know. No, have you? Anything collaborative? Um, no, I haven't. I have thought about it. And there's actually an email coming up a bit later, which talks about an idea which I've thought of doing in the past. But the problem is I know how unreliable I am. Um, and the one time I did try to do something, which I suppose we can't, count as collaborative was the um around the world in 72 shots uh camera which was this little olympus pen which thought well this will be great we'll put one roll of film in and i'll send it around to all these people and then we'll have all of our work on one roll of film and it was just a disaster (laughs) because almost not quite everybody but almost everybody who got that camera instead of taking the three or four shots and posting it which was all they had to do the camera just sat around for months and months and months. I think most of them had it for longer than six months. <laughs> wow. And it was that was nightmare. like one of those little half frame things? Yeah, yeah. Olympus yeah. Pen EE3, a really basic okay. point and shoot camera. Um, but yeah, I have eventually got it back. And, um, and I think 20 something pictures had been taken on it. And it had been gone for three and a half, four years. <laughs> wow so yeah that's collaboration that for be you better for like a local like a local group maybe that's a good idea for you know if, if you're meeting each other at the at the bar or whatever you pass yeah off the camera yeah um I, I might give it a go another time um i think the community that we're all part of now is a little better with stuff like that i know that there are a few cameras um winging their way around the world going backwards and forwards you know the littlest holger um, and uh, I think there's a twit TLR going around in some other direction. So there's stuff going about which seems to be working far better. But Oh, well. Um, do you want to read the next one from Tim Massey? Tim. Hey, Beams. Just wondering if you've seen the instant Magony? Magny? 
I think so. Instant Magni 35 on Kickstarter. I apparently have not. I know you guys just did your Kickstarter roundup, but I don't recall if you talked about it. It's a rehashed idea of the old pack film attachment to Nikons, etc., but now using Fuji Instax. As much as I hate to support Fuji, I like the tones from Instax enough that I thought it was an interesting project to backslash follow. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, check it out. And I did, actually. Um, do, you, do you want to describe this? So uh, it's a Kickstarter project that has uh, now finished, but you can, if you go to the Instant Magni 35 um, Kickstarter page, um, you can pre-order it if it's the thing that's of interest to you. Do you want to give a good old description of what it's like? Well, I just look at it very briefly. Um, it says that it's transforming the traditional film camera into an instant camera without any modifications. Uh, when And seeing the cameras that it's compatible with, from Nikon to Leica to Olympus, Canon, and Pentax, that seems interesting. Um, it looks like a tiny little stand that this camera sits on, and so I'm not really sure how it works. Um, but it, there's a lot of examples, and it seems to work. Seems kind of cool, actually. I'm not a big instant shooter, but this is kind of fun. Yeah. So the the way it works, I mean, it says it works with no modification. I mean, that's not entirely true. The way that this works is that um, you get one that's specifically for your camera. They support uh -huh. uh, Nikon, Leica, Olympus, Canon, or Pentax. Um, it. I think you need to make sure you're using the right one of that model that it's for because obviously they're not going to support all the different models within that but um assuming that there's a range that the backs are the same across um and then you remove the back of the camera and replace it with this instant magni back so you take the the hinge door off the back uh and then the way it works is i think it's similar to the um impossible printer from a few years ago so it's using mirrors to reflect the light from your um, shot down onto the paper uh, yes. and then there's a film ejection unit at the bottom so it, it's a bit unwieldy um, because you've got this sort of lump coming off backwards um, yeah and they had to get it the, the right the right uh, focal length too so that's going to add a lot of height to it it makes your camera very tall yeah 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 um, uh, I, love, I love this. It says, uh, without any modifications, first, remove the back of your camera. Yeah. The door off the back of it. Like, what's a, it is a modification. Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely right? is a modification. <laughs> it is a modification. I, I have never taken the back of uh, the camera, uh, back of, like, a, like a door or whatever they call that, off the back of a camera. I've never yeah. done that. It's, it's a fun idea. Um, uh, I think the one problem with it for me is that the what you'd really want to be able to do with it would be to use it to um, dry run shots, especially for shooting you know, flash for portrait photographer or something. Go, oh, is this going to look good the way I've got it? But because you're changing the backs out on it, that's not ideal. Although I suppose if you've got a couple of the same bodies, then you can yeah. have one set with this. Um, and yeah, so it, they have um, a list of all the models that it worked with. It's not a broad range of cameras. It's sort of the Olympus OM range. Uh, a selection of the Leicas, the the M mount Leicas, um, a handful of the Nikon's, not a broad range, it's sort of FM, FE, FM2, FE2, FA, and FM3A, and um, the Pentaxes from the sort of the M prefix range. Yeah, um, yeah I mean it it looks all right. Um, 
it funded it it raised what it needed to so um it looks as though it's fairly well thought out and the the basic idea is sound so as long as the build quality is good um hopefully people will be happy with that um and it's using the square format film as well which is nice uh, as opposed to the uh, instax mini so that's good um, so thank you very much. I, I, I heard today on Neil Piper's certain whitewash project, he was talking project podcast, um, and another currently running uh, um, Kickstarter project for a an instant camera. It's called hmm, the Acura, I think the Acura, Acura anyway, on Kickstarter, Acura um, Instant uh, 6, 60S, or I think it's 60s it's supposed oh, to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it looks okay. Kind of a little retro-looking thing. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be what it's going to be. It's a very basic mm-hmm. plastic camera. If you like the look of it, fine, crack on. Um, I'm, but they they at least have a bit of a track record. They put something out before, um, but it's not so much cheaper than it is to buy a bog standard Fuji that I'd want to run with that build quality. Uh, but there you go. That's just me. Um, I think it looks better than a regular little Instax thing. It looks different. I'm not sure I'd give yeah. it better. If you want your camera to look a bit like a fridge from the 60s, then it's not been yeah. high on my list of desires. I've got cameras that look like that. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Check it out. It's, it's Ecura, isn't it? E-C-U-R-A. Am I right in saying that? E-S-C-U-R-A. Yes, Ecura. Okay, yes. Check that out as well, listeners. Um. Okay, now we get into the mammoth one. So we've got a, a mammoth email and a follow-up to mammoth email. This is what happens when you leave things a couple of weeks and then base a show entirely around uh, somebody's comments. This is, of course, from Jeremy North. So Jeremy writes in, Hello, Mrs. and Messrs. Uh, thank you for the enjoyable shows over the last few weeks uh, and uh, in particular a huge thank you to Martin for his dark room segments. I had no idea until mentioned that he was recovering from a stroke and I'm very impressed at how well he's done given this life-changing event. There's been a lot of dog talk recently. This email is quite all over the map, but let's start with the dog talk. I'm a cat person myself, but if I had a dog, it would have to be a husky or something similar. Many years ago, I had for a while a Samoyed, which was a great dog. Uh, You talking with the Dalmatian guy made me think that if I had the chance to name one of them, it would be Helen. Helen Dalmatian. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, this is the second pun in almost as many weeks. I'm I'm not sure this is the trend uh, we need to curb. But thank you, Jeremy, for that. That's terrible. The episode on startups was informative. The ensuing debate was interesting in that both sides were correct. If you send money to a conceptual thing, obviously you don't expect the return per se, but if you buy into a product which promises you a package of benefits, i.e. a camera or film, etc., then you have every right to expect said items sooner or later. In both cases, as you pointed out, there should be plenty of communication. Elvis was a great guest, so articulate and with an interesting product. His summary about the need for tactile feedback when using a camera is spot on. 
I love his approach to product design, though it was a pity he didn't think through the practicalities of installing that machine. <laughs> Glad he sorted it in the end. It's amazing that he didn't just give up. What a bloke. Um, incidentally, listeners, if you enjoyed the uh, show with Elvis on from Ondu, um, he has written a more, even more in-depth look into what they're doing over there and what he's been doing over the years uh, on Emulsive.org. And it's well worth reading. And there's some lovely pictures as well. So, yeah, if you enjoyed listening to Elvis, you will very much enjoy reading that. Check that out. Uh, regarding the music for backing paper oh this is good because we've got Eric here so um, the third of the pieces you played was the best of them I don't think that was yours Eric (laughs) oh I think it was I'm pretty sure he liked mine best I'd submit one played on backing paper and a comb but I don't have a comb (laughs) which I I, Jeremy a little lacking in the follicle department Mm, Um, I know the feeling how about getting submissions for a sunny 16 slash backing paper wrap I mean all on board for that if anybody wants to send in their own sunny 16 slash backing paper wrap then i would be very very happy um i felt sorry for poor old aid last week uh that episode should have been titled aid on the psychiatrist's couch graham and rachel you were most unfair that doesn't seem right i was willing him to turn it round on you and then he did well done, Aid. May I point out that an anagram of Graham is meagre, and if you remove the first and last letters of Rachel's name, then you have ache. I don't know what that means, Jeremy. I, <laughs> well, the... I mean, you put a, a meagre ache. A meagre ache, yeah. I mean, That's I'm, very I'm... clear. <laughs> so think of that next time you pick on our <laughs> Aid. I will think of that. <laughs> it will confuse me, and it will distract me from picking on Aid, so job done. Anyway, it was thought-provoking for me at least. I suffer from the dreaded loss of mojo. I had a few few films processed a while ago with some excellent pictures and I've not done anything with them. Not even up on Flickr. Kick me up the Aris. Uh We would if we were close enough to kick you. But yeah, do, do share some of your work, Jeremy. We would very much like to see some of your work. Um, get on it. No excuses. Get Anil back on soon to talk about his new book. I sent him some feedback on his Facebook page, which he appreciated even though it was negative, because I didn't like it at all. So I've sent the book to Graham today, uh, which listeners will know about who listened to last week's Sunny 16 podcast. Just one last thing, sort of photography related. Have you heard about the amazing project directed by Peter Jackson to restore footage from the Great War? It's called They Shall Not Grow Old, uh, and it's currently available if you live in the UK to watch on BBC iPlayer. Um, I saw it up on there, and I am absolutely going to make a point of watching that. Um, Have you heard about this, Eric? I haven't, no, but I'm glad to see Peter Jackson doing something good. Yeah, uh, I don't know whether you can get it in other countries, but it's definitely worth looking into. Um, Like I called They Shall Not Grow Old. I was talking to a client of mine today whose father was in the you know, the Great War and he'd watched it and he said he was glad that he'd watched it and he will never watch it again because he has seen enough of the horrors of trenches to last him oh, wow. a while now. So I think it's quite, you know, it's uh, you're going to see people living through what was going on in, out there and um, yeah, it's been restored and colourised and I think it's been done very well so definitely worth checking out. Um, 
because this um, we've just passed the 100th anniversary for the end of the war, so it's uh, yeah. very timely. Uh, peace and love to you all. Then we had a follow-up because, as I said, we talked regarding Jeremy last week and regarding his feedback to Anil. So uh, he said, <laughs> you, want, uh, you wanted me to give you feedback on the episode where you reviewed my feedback of Anil's book. So this is feedback on the feedback. It was an interesting episode. Killian is always an excellent guest. I've bought both of his uh, Let's Explore magazines, which shows I put my money where my mouth is. It's an amazing amount of work, which he puts in to produce this exceptional publication. I sent you a glowing review of his first issue, if you remember. I most certainly do. Speaking of my reviews, I remember how thrilled you were to see that I gave the Sunny 16 podcast a five star with an honest comment to follow it up. I don't do insincerity. Of course, all that was before Rachel joined the crew, so perhaps she doesn't know that. Um, yes, for any listeners who doesn't remember this, my first introduction to Jeremy was when I was doing research into other analog photography podcasts before we started ours, and there weren't many. There was obviously the film photography podcast, um, and there were a couple that had kind of wound down. And I, I read on a couple of them uh, reviews by a iTunes user called Jezza Fox, and they were <laughs> brutal and very funny. And from reading those, I my one aim for the podcast from that point onwards was to have a review from Jezza Fox. Good or bad, I would have been happy either way. But it was an absolute delight when not only did we get a review, but he actually wrote into us. And, um, and having met Jeremy since then, uh, that was great. Uh, anyway... I think your listeners are owed a bit of context regarding my reviewing situation. I'm not some random doll, some random, he is a random doll, um, some random troll dishing out crap, which they may think given your amusement about my honest and frank comments. Anil's first book, uh, which was called um, Goodnight Sweetheart, we had him on to talk about that, it's the mattress book, was superb. Not only did I buy it for myself, I bought two more to give as presents to friends of mine who I thought would get it. They did indeed. I posted positive reviews everywhere about it, including one which you read out on your podcast. When I heard his superb segment on the Positive Negatives podcast (laughs) about creating his monochrome book, I had to buy a copy. It sounded so good. That's why I was so disappointed. I looked forward to something with stunning images with quality cameras, which are his preferred instruments, according to his Twitter posts. As you are well aware, I don't like lo-fi photography, but that is what his book is. I looked through it once, yet can remember pretty well all of the photographs. They are mostly blurred and incorrectly uh, incorrectly exposed. Oh, wow. I, I'd have been them all. <laughs> However, I like the concept. I mean, fundamentally, Jeremy, it sounds like the concept was the thing that you didn't like. But no, I think um, yeah, I think he doesn't like the concept. <laughs> but but I get where he's coming from, and like I said, I, I saw a really good the exchange between him uh, him and Anil on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very constructive, and um, it was a good good conversation. So it cost me a bunch of quids, then a few more to send it to you, Graham. But it was worth it for the experience. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, back to the context. Because I'd given it such a high rating for his first book, Anil wanted to know my thoughts about his second. I hold him in very high regard, so I wondered how to go about it. As it happens, he was very pleased for my honesty, while he understood that I just don't get his aesthetic for this project. He did get my analysis of the book he was searching for. I described it like being there, but not actually being there, viewing it through a neck curtain. Um, You made me out to be someone who loves to criticise, but I don't. I criticise only when I feel I have to. 
I love to praise, in fact. I dish out lots of praise on Twitter and Facebook, etc., and hardly ever criticise. I like to be honest, and I don't and can't do BS. Uh, and that's from our friend. Yeah. That's it. Good friend, Jeremy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, as I said, I have met Jeremy, and okay. Jeremy is a lovely and gentle and genuine gentleman. Um, great. Yeah, and he is very direct, and... Um, and I said, particularly in this instance where Anil had asked for his feedback, he gave it in a very clear and direct way. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I do think sometimes when the criticism has not been asked for, um, then sometimes it can be a little bit uh, brutal. But um, he's absolutely true in the fact that he does equally hand out praise when he thinks things are good. Uh, and it makes it more meaningful because when somebody who you know will tell you exactly what they feel says they like something you're doing, uh, it's a lot more rewarding than getting somebody click like on Instagram. Yes, um, absolutely is. So, um, yeah, uh, we love you, Jeremy. And if uh, I hope we did not make anybody listening feel like you were just a troll on the internet. You are most certainly not that. Um and if you are a troll, you are very much our troll, and we love you for who you are. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, do you want to read uh, the next one from Malcolm Myers? Yes. Hello, Sunbeams. Just some quick thoughts on recent changes. One, your new backing paper show is a good idea. The podcasts were getting a bit too long, and you could hear that it was getting to you. Yeah. Number two, much as I like guests both artists and film photography movers and shakers, it's nice to have, nice to just have the three of you chatting about the challenges that the rest of us struggle with, i.e. how to make the most of our hobby when it is just a hobby. I like that. I particularly enjoyed the recent episode where Aid was looking for inspiration. That sort of episode once a month would be great. Number three. Er. Number four. That's it. All the best. Thank you very much, Malcolm. Um... Yeah, we have talked about that, and we are thinking that we will start throwing in. What do you think, Eric? I mean, you, I, I was going to say you listen to that show. I don't know whether you listen to that show or not. Uh, no, I do. I listen to almost everything. Um, so, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, you guys kind of, not that you slighted your last guest, um, whose name eludes me right now, but um, you kind of slipped into that with AIDS um, funk last episode that was the last episode wasn't it uh no that was uh three episodes ago now i think yeah time What's moves okay. quickly yeah yeah wow yeah and you're running uh, the instagram page as well you're putting these posts up what's going on <laughs> it is just flying by man yeah but you guys slipped into it recently when there was a guest there and so i think you're kind of just more falling into that naturally and i think that's a really cool thing so yeah if you do it once a month all the better yeah, I, I think that we, yeah, I think what we're thinking of is that we will we will try and make it a sort of maybe once a month, maybe slightly um, slightly less regular, but a thing that we do do with some regularity. But also, as we tried to do with Killian last week, because obviously it's wonderful having Killian on, um, and we've had Killian before, is to get people perhaps we've had on before to talk about particular subjects that aren't necessarily just this is what I've been doing and this is what I've been promoting. But if they've got a, a particular insight into something. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually what I was talking about when, when aid kind of went off on YouTube about things and <laughs> yeah. uh, things that Jeremy North agree with. And actually I agree with as well. 
Um, I don't remember what they were, but I remember agreeing with them and thinking, yes, Aid, speak up, say things. And those <laughs> things I agree with. I liked that. And you guys slipped into that kind of naturally. It was really nice. Good. Thank you. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll take the compliment. Um, do you want to read this next one from Stephen? Because I've listened to m- too much of my voice this evening. So read this one from Stephen as well, will you, please? Hi, guys and girls. Question mark. Uh, Mr. Flo- Flower? Flower. Flower? Flower. Flower? Oh my Is it really? God. Oh my God. How, how have you... Oh, boy. <laughs> Listeners, I promise we'll get more literate people on to do the email show in future. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, it is flower, though. If you were going to write the word flower, it would be that word. Oh, That's how you would spell it. I can't even Anyway, move on, Mr. Please. Flower. I just, I guess I wasn't expecting someone's name to be Flower. But you know what? Good for him. So, Mr. Flower here, longtime listener, first time writer. Uh, so, I'm on the brink of being up to date with you, having just finished episode number 124, being that I only found you in the heat of the years, of this year's great. British summer uh, while sat in an ambulance with no AC on standby in the heart of Slough. I don't think I've done too bad in catching up. That sounds rough. (laughs) That sounds like a real rough situation to be in. (laughs) Uh, Since finding you, I've been hooked, even offering to do the washing up most nights so I can continue on my quest to listening in actual live time. Uh, Hearing Graham attempt to manhandle aid out of the photographic (laughs) funk tonight was like being a fly on the wall in an interrogation room. Good cop, bad cop, played played out between Graham and Rachel. After listening to Aid's final confession attempt at, at, at freedom from the shackles, I thought, hmm, I'd quite like to jump on board with this idea of a collaboration. I've been thinking recently of film sharing to create a, multiple, a multi-exposed role between two or more collaborators. I'm not sure if this is even a thing that already happens, and I'm just not one of those cool kids, but I'm hoping to do it as part of my emulsive secret Santa this year. Now, even though I talk about doing double exposures, it's like something I know, like like something I know about, I don't, but I'm game for trying it. I'll be deeply saddened if aid turns down my advances of collaboration. Three exclamation points. Aid, if you're listening, he will be sad. Keep up the splendid work, Stephen Flower. Or Flower. Probably Flower. I'm 100% certain it's flower, like all of the words said, <laughs> flower. Thank you very much, Stephen. Um, I did make a point of forwarding your email on to Aid, so he has seen it. Um, this double exposing a role of film, now that is something that uh, I know the uh, Negative Positives podcast, they actually ran um, a uh, sort of community getting everybody to do it months and months ago and I've theoretically been supposed to be going on there to judge it for also months but the problem is that they're in the States and they like to record late at night on a Sunday which is the middle of the night here <laughs> in the UK so we're having some problems with that also Andre's always ill or hasn't got a voice or something he's the most oh. sickly young man I have come across Um, clearly the the chemicals that he got exposed to at Sydney still have done something very very bad to him. So you might want to watch out for that if you're shooting there. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that, should I? Ah well. Um, so yes, that's the thing they have done, and I know that there is some good online resources for uh, ways of lining up frames, um, so that when you do um, 
you shoot the roll of film, you wind it back, and then you send it on to the next person. So you try and get as much of uh, matching frames as possible. Because I think that's the hard part, isn't it? Is getting frames to line up. Yeah, I would think so. Especially with 35. Which, with 120 and like a red window, it should be pretty easy. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. But with 35, no, I, I don't know how you would do that. You'd have to like mark. You almost have to use the same camera. I think, right? it, I think it would make life a lot easier if you were because the frame spacing would be. Um, yeah. Yeah, because some you, of them read a real thin line, and some of them read a real thick line. Yeah, <laughs> real thick line. Real um, thick line. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so um, I don't know whether that's kind of thing A would be into. Who knows? Uh, but we will see. Um, and uh, it's a thing I I would like to I'd like to have a go at doing that at some point. Maybe next year. Maybe we'll try and organize something as well um, and see if we can get something shunting around the world with that but uh, I do like the idea of that um, okay we've got a quick follow up from J.M. Golding about 127 film week oh, day not week hello Sunbeams uh, thank you for mentioning the upcoming 127 day on December the 7th uh, for people who would like to use fresh 127 size film that's ready to load and go there's Rerapan 400 which is available in the US from Freestyle and doubtless others and Nick and Trick in the UK uh, sadly out of stock at Analog Wonderland come on Paul get on um, and Mako Direct in Germany I have no financial connection whatsoever to Rerapan Although, in my humble opinion, they might consider sponsoring 127 Film Photography. Yeah, come on, Rerofan. I know you're listening. I mean, I'm sure you don't even know we exist. <laughs> also, I have no idea who you are. Um, so, you know, turn around is fair play. But sponsor this. Come on. Um, Nick and Trick offers this extremely useful advice. Now then, processing. Nice and easy. You should treat this film as if it was a roll of Roli-I... A Roli-E... Anyway, RPX 400. Uh, so there you go. Great advice if you're shooting Rerapan. I have shot a couple of rolls of Rerapan, which Andrew Bartram very kindly gave to me. And I think I used the same times as FP4 for doing that. So um, both got got me to the same place. So, uh, yeah. 127 day coming up. Uh, something to look forward to. Yeah. And incidentally, this week's show is going to be the Sunny 16 Party. It's going to be show uh, 127. And if we'd thought ahead, we'd maybe have done something around that. But we, we didn't. But we've got an awesome guest coming up. So that would still be cool. Who might have shot on 127 film is highly possible. You never know. You never you know. Did never you guys do something for 120 episode? No, we just had somebody wonderful on. I can't remember who we had on the top of my head. I'm very bad at remembering show numbers, but I'm sure it was somebody wonderful because it always is. We always get somebody wonderful on the show, on the Sunny 16 Every podcast. Um, uh, 135 is coming up, so you might want to... Yeah, we're going to do we're gonna do something massive for show 135. Hmm. <laughs> Watch me not follow through on that at all. Um, Nobody will remember. Nobody yeah. remember that at all. That is the end of the emails for this week. Um, we just got a couple of bits I want to let you know about. The first thing, vis-a-vis Cheap Shots Challenge, is to let you know when the judging for that will happen, just in case you thought that, like some other positives, negative positives podcast, um, we like to be on top of our stuff. And we are going to have uh, the lovely Sandra Cohn coming back to join us. Um, she's going to join us on the 3rd. So it'll be the show coming out the week commencing the 3rd of December. Uh, I'm really looking forward to having Sandra back on. She is an absolute delight. She's quite local to you, isn't she, Eric? She is. She is real close to my ice cream shop. 
there you the ice go. cream shop I, I frequent not own but yeah yeah there. she's very 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 close and have you met her no you need to reach out as a as a true seattleite i will never meet her well she's lovely if, if i live <laughs> seems with, very wonderful if i lived close to an, both an ice cream store and Sandra, I would definitely be investigating both of those all the time because Sandra's an absolute delight. The other thing, this is uh, this is a great idea that I had this week. So my lovely partner, Sinead, bought for me from the uh, UK uh, high street store, Primark, which is just a place for cheap tack clothes as far as I can make out, um, a Christmas decoration. And it is a little plastic bauble in the shape of vaguely a camera like a kind of Leica I mean it's terrible it's been very badly done but it is recognizably a camera shape a film camera shaped Christmas bauble so I posted this on Twitter because of course you're going to do that um and a couple of other people went oh yeah I've got Christmas decorations shaped like cameras so um oh I'm forgetting who it was had what now I think it was um Stig who had a DSLR, a gold DSLR, um, which he found, which was very delightful. And uh, Angela Solis had a wonderful um, Rolleiflex TLR Christmas bauble. So I thought, oh, these are great. But I mean, they're all, you know, they're just cheap bits of tour, but they're fun. And then I thought, you know, we could do better than this. And I know the people listening to this podcast could definitely do better than this because we have some incredibly creative and crafty people listening. So I spoke to Paul at uh, Analog Wonderland, um, the, you know, the guy who just can't keep Rarofran in stock, um, and said, Paul, you should do this as a competition. You should have the Analog Winter Wonderland competition for best homemade analog photography-related Christmas decoration. Now, Paul gave me the nonsense excuse that he's expecting a baby to arrive literally any time now. Um, I did check Twitter before we came on in case there was any mention, um, but Paul is in prime baby time at the moment, so he said he didn't really have time to deal with this. So I said, well, look, if you give us a prize to give away, we'll deal with it, getting the word out there. So he said he'll give us a prize. I don't know what it will be yet. We might... Maybe he'll give you his baby. It depends on whether it's a good one or not, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Don't. If it's... No. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 50-50. Yeah. 75-25. Let's say that. Um, sure. I don't want anybody getting involved with this on the expectation that they're going to get a baby out of it. Um, you should never expect to win. Never expect to win. Exactly. No. No, just go into it for the joy of doing it. And this is the thing. And win. Yeah, someday surprise, you've got a baby turn up on your doorstep. Um, and the nice thing is, even if you don't win, you'll have a cool Christmas decoration. So, oh yeah, all you have to do is just make a analogue photography-related Christmas decoration or a decorated tree or whatever you want to do, just something. It can be a bauble, it could be um, some bunting, it can be, I don't know, whatever else goes with christmas i'm not great on christmas the star on the top of the tree could be thank you yeah Yeah. anything like this just be as creative as possible and i think the easiest way for us to see these things is if you share your creative efforts with the hashtag analog winter wonderland and we'll accept both spellings of that you know well i'll look at both of them um and we will we'll 
see what comes up, see if anybody does anything, see if anybody makes anything. And if they do, we'll get them all together and we'll get Paul to look at them and then we'll get Paul's baby to pick a winner. Um, so that'll be very magical. Um, because like I said, having looked at this thing that was bought from a shop, I know we can do better. I reckon I could probably do better than that. Um, and the nice thing about film photography is there's always so much debris relating to analog photography just kind of lying around where it's empty film pots or film canisters or you know boxes and stuff you know from film there's always stuff around so get creative get the, the glue and the tinsel and the glitter out and have some fun listeners and on twitter and instagram um just tag things analog winter wonderland and if you do not use twitter or instagram but you want to take part then send them to us at sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com because that would be great wouldn't it eric it would be amazing do you like christmas eric are you a big fan uh, i can I, I take it or leave it i guess <laughs> we usually we know we usually do a, a a small we have one of those old 1950s aluminum trees or aluminium trees and uh i have a little light wheel so it's kind of fun um but no we don't really do a whole lot you uh, I mean, I have children, so I do nothing, um, but people around me do stuff and complain about me not getting into the spirit, mostly. Um, but I'm going to do much better this year because all these festive analogue photography-related decorations are going to really cheer me into the mood. Um, um, that's going to pretty much do it for this week. Uh, anything you need to let listeners know about, Eric? I don't know. I, don't, I have a zine that came out recently. If you check out my Instagram account, the, the profile... Uh, has the link in it. So, what is your Instagram account for listeners? Is um, conspiracy of cartographers with dots between the words. And this is your zine from the four by five work you shot back in the summer. It is, yes. Lovely stuff. Yes. And you're currently working on not one but two more zines. There is one coming out in about two weeks, and another one coming out in about a month or so. So, a lot of zines, people. You probably want to get on that one that's already out, just so you can keep on top of all of Eric's scenes. Uh, all worth seeing. Always lovely. Uh, we will be back on Thursday with a wonderful guest, uh, somebody I'm very excited to have on, but there'll be a treat for you to see then. Uh, and we'll be back with Backing Paper this time next week. Until then, listeners, goodbye. Bye.